0: Hey students, welcome to episode 59 of the Film Student Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Lazzaroni. My guest this week is Kellyanne Johnson, who is actually returning for the second time to the show. She and Dustin Chilton were on together back in episode 7. This time, though, we get to focus on Kelly. We talk about the first stage show she co-wrote, her late realization that she was already a producer, and she talks about her experience working on the set of the upcoming indie film Killing Eleanor. On with the show.
1: I, took, I did the writing program, mm-hmm. and then uh, I didn't really know what to do with it, mm-hmm. with, like, having done that. And my friend from the writing program and I liked TV and film, so we took, a, like, the history of film. Yeah. And then one day Jack came in and was like, hey, we're opening a film school. You guys should all consider it, and gave us these little postcards. And then a long time later, I was like, hey, Jack, can we get coffee and, like, talk about this? And so, yeah. And then I filled out an application, like, halfway, and I just never <laughs> turned it in. Like <laughs> I got really scared of making a, the, the video, mm-hmm. like, resume part was yeah. just, like, too much for me.
0: So, you, had you done anything prior to that or other than that Just class? writing,
1: and then... So, I did the writing program, and then I took, like, random other classes here. And then I produced and wrote, like, three different sketch shows okay. at Second City... Mostly at Second City. We took one to the revival um, down in Hyde Park.
0: Oh, okay. I was like, The Revival? What a revival. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's, it's called The Revival. It's like a revival. smaller
1: theater that I didn't know existed until. So we did it, it was the show. My first show out of the writing program is called This American Lie. And we were really lucky because we got Anthony LeBlanc to direct it. Oh, wow. And he was my director for Writing Six. Okay. And we were just kind of like, Hey, do you know any directors? And he was like, "Um." me <laughs> so <laughs> we so we were really lucky and we got him to direct it for us and it was a great show and so the yeah. cast it sold out every night and the cast and the writers we were like hey let's do it again so we took
0: it who all was in that uh cast
1: My um, really good friend uh emily harrell there was um anna silva who was just in diagnosis boring okay another hrfs Web series.
0: Yeah, I had I had uh um Frank and, and uh Mike on to, to talk about that one back right before it launched.
1: Um and then there was Jesse Mueller. Um I feel really bad. I'm like going really slow. Oh, uh TJ Okay. <laughs> um I feel like I'm missing people. Oh, Rebecca Gold, she's done a couple of my stuff. Okay. And Another guy, Jeff, he mm. moved back to Missouri.
0: Okay. So a handful of people. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah.
1: I'm probably forgetting someone and I it feel happens. really bad.
0: Oh, I do the same thing. Anytime, anytime somebody's like, hey, run off the list of uh, people you took your first improv class with. And I'm like, I can remember like four of them out of like, I know. like, I'm like oh, 12 uh, person class.
1: I? Now I feel really bad. Oh, and um, Wanjiku. She um, Wanjiku Kurau. She's been, she's done a couple other things around around town. She's great too.
0: Mm-hmm nice
1: so yeah it was a fun group and we just really liked it and then when that was done we did another show and then it just kind of got to the point of okay we're kind of making money off of this but like enough to be like hey we're all gonna go out and get a round of drinks or a dinner like a really nice dinner or something but Mm -hmm. not to live so then i kind of realized if i wanted to try and do it to live it probably needs to be on a screen and i have no idea yeah no idea how to start that
0: yeah and so we're, w- your primary role in that one was just writing, or were you performing? Or
1: We just wrote it, and it wasn't until much later that I really realized, oh, yeah, we I produced that. Right. <laughs> because um, we were just like, we want to write a show, and we want to make a show, so we just did it. And we were in the mindset of, we did the writing program, so we wrote it. And then once, I think I actually took, I was talking to Angie Gaffney here, and she was like, yeah, you produced that. Like, you're a producer. I was like, oh. Okay, cool. Yeah, I guess I did. Like, we did all the marketing and the hiring and the casting and the coming up with like this what we wanted the show to be. And
0: you didn't just produce; you executive produced.
1: Yep. We yeah.
0: Yeah, possibly even showrunner, depending on what the. (laughs) But yeah.
1: Yeah, we usually had our directors make the running, the the show order. order Yeah, running order. Interesting. But it was fun. It was like a great learning experience that. Yeah, it's like invaluable of um, the people I met and Mm -hmm. then it helped a lot with different things inside of Harold Remus that I didn't even really know. Yeah. and Especially just working with Anthony. I picked up so many things that I didn't even realize I was picking up until we were in classes here with like Jack or Matt Hovde and he's teaching it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's what I do yeah and I was like, oh, I probably got that for me like <laughs> not probably. I definitely got that,
0: and had you done before any of this like any like high school theater or anything like that, or
1: um, kind of I did high school theater, I did like the spring musical, yeah, I was always in the chorus, yeah. I danced growing up, mm-hmm. but I was never like I never had a speaking role in anything in high school. I never no.
0: <laughs> you were around it you weren't necessarily front and center and yeah in it was like a
1: fun thing to do with my friends after yeah. school and that was kind of that was kind of it
0: yeah so what uh, uh this it's a big jump to go through this program uh yeah. from from not necessarily having a, a background in it what were your, what was going through your head as far as why like the reason for, for taking the plunge? Was it just unhappy with the world you were in? Was it, uh, wanting to do having like a specific grand vision of what you wanted to do? Yeah,
1: I think yeah, I was working in finance. I worked in finance for a while and I just didn't like it. And I was working really long hours and it actually took a friend of mine. We were both, we both just started new jobs. She was working from home and I was working in an office of like five people. So we took the writing class here to just meet new people. Mm -hmm. And then I was at work and I was, it was just one night and I was there until like 11 o'clock or midnight, something super late. And I was also trying to fit in writing a sketch for that week in writing. And I was like, if I'm going to put in all this time and energy to something I don't even want to do, like why not just put it into the thing that I want to do that I was avoiding because it takes a lot of time and energy and it's really hard to do. So it's like I'm already doing it for something I don't care I'm about. I'm doing all
0: this work. Why, why yeah. should I not just do all the work?
1: And growing up, like I loved TV and I loved, I remember when I was really little, I really thought that like the Tanners were a real family that just like had cameras <laughs> in their house. And I was like devastated when I realized like they weren't. Like it, it was, was all scripted. It was all scripted and it was on TV. But then I was also but fascinated. There's two Michelles. <laughs> yeah. I was also just really fascinated with it, but. It was just kind of the thing of, oh, that's a really hard career. Like, don't do that.
0: Yeah. And so. that's and that I think you and I come from a more similar generation in that perspective of like this was something that was difficult to break into without a lot of expense or a lot of, um, you know, stuff being handed down to you. Like if, if you started, if you if you had filmmaking parents, then you could go make film because they just have their old equipment like laying out in the garage or something that you could go play with.
1: Yeah. And when I was sitting at home watching Full House, like thinking, oh, that they're a real family, it wasn't the same world that it is today. Like right. there wasn't iPhones that you could just go in the backyard and make your own thing. Like it was a big deal that we had like our own, like, I don't even know, like recorder with like a VHS in it. And yeah. so it was just different of. That had just never really crossed my mind, and if I had thought of wanting to be in TV or film, it was more of I wanted to be an actress. But then I also didn't really do anything to pursue that. So
0: that was <laughs> that was an outside possibility.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just kind of like, oh yeah. I mean, I remember a couple times like begging my mom, like the Disney Channel would have, they would be like, come audition for this thing, and my mom was like, that's a scam, and I would like cry and be like, I really want to go, and then she was like, no, we're like it, that doesn't that's not how people are discovered yeah but i don't really know how people
0: well and nowadays they are still sort of found through those types of like open casting things like that's actually what anthony was uh, wasn't he doing that for nickelodeon he yeah went, he, he was, was like a, a a coach for for uh the kid actors out in la for a bit
1: yeah and so yeah it's yeah he yeah he was doing that um i haven't caught up with him in a while so yeah. i don't feel like i can talk exactly about what he's doing um well and he
0: was out there i think it un- until only recently so and i i don't know if he's going back that's uh well, be i feel like i can say this because he
1: put it on his facebook but he um he is now working on the revival of all that
0: oh right yeah so i did hear about which that, which
1: is also surreal because that was actually that it did it isn't until now like looking back that i realized how much i loved that and me and my friends would just we would act out everything that we saw and all that. Yeah. And I, how much I loved Amanda Bynes, which is it's kind of sad and tragic. Now I feel such great potential. Well, it's
0: yeah. It's but n- not sad and tragic in so much as you liked her at that point in time because at that point in time she was kind of killing it. As far as oh no,
1: I mean sad and tragic that she's no longer uh, killing it. Yeah. Um. Maybe one day.
0: I think uh, the world of child actors is just it's it's claimed so many. <laughs> there there are very few you know uh um uh who am i thinking of uh uh, barney from um neil uh, patrick harris yeah Neil patrick harris there's so few stories of the neil patrick harris types out there compared to the thousands of people (laughs) have gone and disappeared afterwards
1: yeah so that was but yeah it was just kind of like this pie in the sky dream of like oh there's the entertainment industry but like no one can touch it yeah and so I don't really know why when people are like, oh, go into finance. It'll be really hard. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna fight for this and not the other thing. So yeah. I I think even just coming here, actually the one of the real moments that was like eye-opening to me was I was in the writing program, but I was driving to Michigan and I bought the audiobook. I bought Tina Faye's audiobook and Amy Polar's. I don't remember which one it was. I think it's an Amy Poehler's. And she's talking about being at Mm io and her and tina were like no it was amy pullers and she interviewed seth meyers and he Mm -hmm. was saying how he was like in the audience and tina and amy had a show and they called him up on stage and he was so excited because they were like very up and coming and like kind of everyone knew they were going to go somewhere and it was just weird that then i was leaving to go to the same building that they were in well i guess io moved but it was just like the same idea of like they were here once and they made it so like why not me. Right. So I might as well try.
0: Yeah. And that's it is odd knowing that we are walking around in this building and potentially even working on projects with the people that will eventually be you know, movie stars or <laughs> like they're, yeah. they're, this is such a, a hotbed for for performers um that I mean it, it's almost guaranteed that somebody in this building will be a star before not too long you know
1: yeah so it's just yeah it's a weird thing of just why not why not me like let's just try our best and let's right. just try and who knows where we'll be in a year or five years and it could be back in finance it could be at the oscars or the emmys or yeah nobody knows
0: they very well could happen so what uh what stuff are you working on actually no before i even get into that i'm interested in your case you're one of the few people that I feel like has gone through the program as a strong like producer. Like this is this is what I do. This is what I like doing. This is what I want to do. I feel like there's a lot of people that have done production somewhat reluctantly or didn't really realize that they wanted to produce or or uh, you know you know were good at it and didn't necessarily think that that was the thing that they should be doing for whatever reason. But I felt like you came in and you were very like adamant like this is something that i want to do this is something i like doing uh, or at least by the time i met you that's that's where you were with it
1: yeah it's well, i came in thinking i wanted to be a writer and then like quickly was like no i think i want to be a producer yeah um yeah i just kind of was i don't what was
0: what was the appeal like not not to not to like say it's not a not a good move i'm i'm just interested in how you how you made that choice so early on.
1: Well, they really mix the cohorts. Yeah. Like really good. Of there's people who are really strong writers and there's people who are have like a um like the technical background and I knew when I came in, I I kind of really underestimated and I think I still do, but underestimated underestimated my writing skills and I knew I didn't have the technology. Like I knew mm-hmm. that I wasn't gonna be a DP and I was scared to do sound on other people's stuff and I But I knew or I'd realized, oh, wait, I already did a lot of this producing stuff. And especially doing the writing program in this building, when it came time for casting, it was like, oh, I've already held auditions here. I already know where to post the signs and who to reach out to. And I already know people who want to do this stuff. So it was just really easy to do that. And then a lot of the other stuff that you had to do kind of was crossover from like things I'd done in finance. So it was like, oh, this is where I fit in this cohort. Mm-hmm. This is how I can help people. Um and it was just kind of realizing that I had that as a strength. So I might as well take advantage of it.
0: Yeah. And you've you've gone on to do some stuff after Ramus so far. Yeah. What like what?
1: So right I was really lucky right after graduation I worked on um an independent feature killing Eleanor. Mm-hmm. It was low budget, but it was it had a great cast. Um, a lot of people who when I saw the cast list, I was like, hmm, I don't know anybody. And then as soon as I started Googling them, I was like, Oh wait, I know that person and that person and that person and and so it was just really fun. Yeah. To like get to see like I don't know, to be around things in a bigger aspect of everything we're doing in Harold Ramus's. We're all kind of figuring it out as we're going. Mm -hmm. So to be on a set where you're around people who know what they're doing...
0: Right. ...was just... A different experience. Yeah, it was a
1: different experience to be around someone who not only was, like, there to... Specifically to do sound, but who loved doing sound and who knew what they were doing, which is kind of the opposite of Harold where We have a lot of creatives, (laughs) and it's like, okay, I guess I'll do this thing for you. Um, But it was just... It was great seeing... How that world like operates?
0: Yeah, I keep on um, pitching, like doing a workshop here that would be like, you know, some of the technical things, but for the person that is at the level of, I just don't want to screw up somebody else's project. Like, I don't want to get deep into audio or deep into into film. Yeah, yeah, it's just going to be like, I don't want to break somebody else's thing if they stick the recorder in my hands. (laughs)
1: Yeah, definitely. Um. So yeah, it was just really fun to do that and to see how things operate, and then to also kind of this is not me. I mean, any, this will happen on any project, but to see what people higher than me did when, or if there was an issue, mm-hmm. like no projects ever going to be perfect, but um, to see like, if there was something of like, Oh, these are the things that this is how we solve it. Or these are the puzzles that we need. These are the things we need to worry about. And this is why we're worrying about it. Of, I had no idea of, Oh, if you go over X amount of hours, now you have to buy a second meal or mm-hmm. you like just dealing with actor contracts or just different things like i didn't it was a whole like eye-opening experience that on the harold remus level you didn't deal with so mm-hmm. it was just really it was just really great to like see it all and like kind of then have a new goal of like what i want my mm-hmm. next productions to be
0: yeah and is killing eleanor has that come out yet
1: nope they're still editing it um i know i think the goal was like film festivals, but I'm not a hundred percent. Okay. Sure.
0: What was the uh, pitch for it? Or
1: the pitch was a young girl uh, who's kind of like the black sheep of her family. She's an alcoholic, not the most motivated. Mm-hmm. Uh, she runs in. She meets an older lady who uh, agrees to help her and give her clean urine if. Um. Natalie, the the black sheep of her family, yeah. um, helps kill her <laughs> in okay. like a um, like a humane like she yeah Eleanor yeah. the old, like the older lady she just wants to die on her own terms
0: yeah interesting
1: so they kind of this odd pair like helps each other figure out
0: um, almost sounds a uh, like a Finding Forrester esque. Uh, territory for yeah, the story. Yeah, that's definitely
1: not the best pitch of the movie, but... um,
0: It got it got me to... I, I get it. Yeah, I get it's like a dark comedy
1: coming-of-age story. It was... It, yeah, it was really good, and it was... It was fun to be on a project because a lot of people, because it was low-budget, they were making kind of less than their rates, but everyone was like, oh, I just really want to be... I just really want... I, I love this story. I want to bring this story to life. Mm-hmm. And people say that all the time in Harold Ramis's story first yeah and it was in a weird way not a weird way in a realistic way you were seeing it happen of people wanted to help people they had never met help their story come to life and they're going to make less money but because they believe in the store and they believe right. in it getting made and distributed or yeah uh, they just wanted to help as much as they could yeah
0: which is i I feel like i've had that a handful of times in the past with like short things that i produced where um there was one time uh i was uh producing a short for i think it was 72 hour film festival it was either that or 48 back in dc and um this guy uh michael bird uh first time that he w- he had worked on one of our sets and actually wound up being the last time because he moved to new york and is now like kind of rising in the improv and stand-up scene there uh but he he came out for, like, we got him in as, as a as a role in it. And when you're doing those, like, you really don't book anybody ahead of time. Like, you just kind of figure out who's av- who's available and then kind of cast out of that pool based on who's free that weekend to, to pull in to help out. Uh, and we wound up uh, bringing him in. And he had told us up front, he's like, well, I've got a hard out because I've got to go to a show that I'm supposed to be in, um, like, later tonight or la- the next night or whatever it was. So we're like, okay, okay. So we, we go and we start filming and we're filming, like, out in the sticks in Virginia, so it's it's a ways to to come back, and we're getting up closer and closer to his deadline, and I'm like rushing people. I'm like, we got to get this shot, got to grab that because uh, Bird's got to go, he's got to leave, he's got you know, and um and eventually we're we're almost to to the point where he he has to leave, uh, and I'm getting kind of frustrated. Cause I'm like, let's move, we got to get this one done, got to get this one done. He, he goes, he goes, are you rushing because of me? I, I was like, yeah, we, I want to make sure we're respectful of your time, get you out in time. He goes, I'm good. Like, what is a I'll skip the show. I'll I'll stay here. Like I'm. I, I want to help out with this thing. I want to be here for this. And it, and it was yeah. like yes. Like, <laughs> it was such a like killer feeling to to find something that was engaging enough. And you know, the film's not the best thing that I've ever produced, but it's still funny and it works. And you know, uh, in large part, is because he stuck around and was part of it.
1: Yeah, and I think that like when yeah when you have moments like that and you can get a crew behind you, like I think that that's like what really makes projects better. And I know that that doesn't always translate to what you see like in the final cut, Mm. but it definitely makes, makes it easier when you're on a set and when you have to, like they're long days. And I didn't really realize that because when we're doing shoots in Harold Ramis, it's like, okay, yeah, we're going to shoot from, you know, like eight to noon. Mm. And everyone's really upset when you go over like to that fifth hour or, you know, and it's like, oh wait, now I'm on a film set and now people are getting upset because we're in, Maybe hour fourteen. Yeah, and it's five in the morning, and it's you know it's just not. Yeah, but when people believe in it, it makes it that much easier. Yeah.
0: So yeah. So what's the what's the long term goal coming out of this? Where do you wanna Where do you want to take this?
1: I think the long term goal, and it changes frequently, but it's to be a producer and director, which is interesting because. I didn't really want to direct anything until I directed my term three. Mm -hmm. And I think Dale even had to kind of like nudge me into doing that. Cause I was like, Oh, whatever I'm going to produce, like I'll find someone else to direct it. And I'm really glad I did. Cause it was just, it was the most fun. And it was, it's great to see, like to see the thing that you visualize and you wrote, like to see, to know that I directed it. Mm -hmm. So now I would love to do that, except in order to produce and direct something on my own, it takes a lot of money. So we'll see. We'll see when that happens next. Yeah.
0: Um always kind of looking for that next project.
1: Yeah. But I definitely want to keep working, like in the short term, I want to keep working in film. Yeah. Um, I want to keep getting jobs as like a PA. I think another goal would be to be an A D because I just like being on set so mm-hmm. much.
0: Which you were filling A D for one of the days of, of my of my term three. I appreciate that. You're very welcome.
1: <laughs> so yeah, like I like being I like being on set and that's also why I like directing, and it's just different. It's not being in an office. It's it's helping get something done, but in a different way. Like you're just yeah. helping shape the way that the day is run and make sure that it gets done. Um, but you're not obviously super creative on it. Yeah. So, but I do like the idea of just building up contacts in the industry that way. Of so, when I do want to do something of my own, oh, I already know this sound guy is great, and he likes me, and we're friends, and mm. this grip, and this ad, or because, you know, this other AD, because I wouldn't be ADing if I'm directing and yeah. just like meeting people in the industry because people I've met so far, they all kind of. Everyone that I've met has been really nice and wants to help in other ways. So if I can build my Rolodex to make the next thing yeah, with other really fun people who I like, why, why not?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, wrapping up, if people want to track you down on social media, where can they find you?
1: uh instagram is at chai kel c-h-i underscore underscore k-e-l
0: which is a a, that's a coup to get that name like i feel like that's a that's a solid one
1: i know i feel like i should really do a lot more adventuring through (laughs) chicago
0: (laughs) and make it actually count
1: i think i travel more through disney world on that account than chicago but that's okay (laughs) um and then yeah that's about it i don't have a twitter that's fine tweet
0: i don't want to tweet i I think i have have a a twitter
1: but i don't even think that like
0: I never use it. I think it's, my I, last
1: post is like five years ago. I it's should a, really take it.
0: A repost from uh from Instagram. That's what yeah. ends up on my Twitter. But perfect. Well, I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. That was Kellyanne Johnson. Thank you to Kelly and to the Harold Ramis Film School and the second city staff for their help. The song on this week's episode was Better Things by the Great Heights band. You can find more of their music now on iTunes and Spotify. This show is recorded and edited by me, Tony Lazarone. If you want to hear more from me and my classmates, teachers, and a few special guests, make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you have questions or comments, send us an email at filmstudentpod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter and Instagram at filmstudentpod. And be sure to check out some of my and my classmate's work at filmstudentpod.com, where you can also find links to all of our past episodes. See you all next week. Class dismissed.